morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Raise Your Voice, the podcast where we talk about everything from social justice, diversity, inclusion, uh, hip-hop, and politics. And today, I am so blessed and I feel so honored to be able to host and to talk to my friend, Fadia Rishek. And she's going to uh, just share some insights with us in regards to her faith, her uh, passion for social justice, equality, and freedom. So welcome, Fadia. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to be with you. And uh, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, awesome. Thank you for, for coming on today. So we'll jump right into it. Can you please tell everyone a little bit about yourself or, you know, a lot, which are whatever you feel comfortable with? Sure. So simply, I'm just, you know, a human being, uh, a Muslim, I'm a mother, um, I'm also the executive director for a nonprofit organization uh, where we help refugee and immigrants. Um, I'm also part of uh, American Muslim for Palestine and an activist uh, that trying just to do her best to, um, to correct herself or to um to work on myself uh, and uh, hopefully reflect on others. Oh, wow. Wonderful. Wonderful. And that's great because it leads me into the next question. What motivated you or how did you get involved in the work of social justice? Um, So I don't know if you know, I was born and raised in Palestine, specifically in Jerusalem. Um, whereas a Palestinian under the Israeli occupation have continuously faced all type of social injustice. Uh, and I grow up facing that every day, basically. Wow. Wow. So I can imagine, um, what were your feelings um, about Golden Heights? Uh, how did that, you know, I think uh, Donald Trump announced it belongs to Jerusalem and the struggle in Palestine. Did um, were you saddened by that, or were you basically expectant of it? Like this is this is what America does. This is not on you. Uh, Trump has catered to Israel in a lot of ways. I mean, if we can go um, through the moving the U.S. embassy to Jerusalem, uh, cutting the funding for the refugee through UNRWA. Um, I mean, increasing the U.S. tax, going to Israeli military. So this is not something new, you know, and I'm, I'm not surprised um, for giving uh, Golan Heights uh, for for Israel. Wow. So um, when did you come to America? I came here, I believe, 14 years, maybe. Okay. Something like that. Okay. And so um, I think this might be interesting for the listeners uh, as we kind of develop this idea of how you got involved in the work of social justice. What is life like for a Palestinian living in Jerusalem or just a Palestinian in general under Zionist oppression or just, um, you know, religious oppression over there? Mm. It's like a black woman walking in the street. <laughs> it's, um, just born in Jerusalem, um, you have no choice 
um, with dealing with the checkpoints, treated as a second class. Um, we have the segregation. Um, it was uh, tough. Um, you have to resist to exist, basically. Mm-hmm. Wow. So as a so as a woman in the Muslim faith, and I think you use the word Muslima. Mm-hmm. Do you for female? Do you find it difficult to do the work that you do? Um, and do you get a lot of support from your Muslim brothers? I think this is a complex question mm-hmm. um, that can cover a lot of different areas or topics. Um, as a Muslim, alhamdulillah, yani Islam established uh, women rights over thousands of years ago. But, you know, um, people often are not perfect image of their religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to your question, I do get support, but not overwhelming. And um, in some cases, yes, because I am a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also other aspects, uh, such as who are going to control a particular institution or organization. Um, yeah, because, you know, you know um, America's narrative is this, is that uh, Muslims are have to be subjugated to silence, they are abused, mm. and they are forgotten, which I'm, I'm hearing you saying, which is true in some senses, but um, you're also saying that there is support from some of your mm-hmm. brothers to stand up and to fight, to walk alongside with you as you stand for social justice. Do you find more women in Islam standing up for social justice? I see some increase of more Muslim women getting involved. Um, but I would love to see more from all communities um, standing together for justice. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's interesting. And now, is that in Palestine or is that just in America? I will say in America, because in Palestine, women were always involved in social justice. This is not an option for us. Um, this is... Um, uh, something obligated that we need to do. It was part of our life. Wow. Wow. That's, um, that's really interesting because we don't think that. Like I said before, we always think that, you know, that uh, Muslims are oppressed. They are <laughs> subjugated to be uh, uh, in the back and they, they must only cook, wash, and clean. And it's unfortunate that um that that's the narrative, and I'm so glad that you're explaining to us that it's a part of your faith. It's a part of who you are to stand up for other people. Do you sometimes get frustrated or fed up with Islamophobia and how it's promoted in our society, particularly when we watch uh, TV? We always see if it's a a, a Muslim man, he is a terrorist, you know, he, and, and it's an American man trying to stop him from doing a terrorist act. Or even in the news, you know, as soon as someone does something wrong, um, they're quick to, if it's, a, if it's a Muslim, it's quick to say it's a terrorist act. But when a white person does something, it, we have to investigate. Um, how do you feel about how your faith is portrayed in America? Yeah, yeah, it, it's frustrating. Um, you know, the problem is um, about the stereotypes advocated and supported by the media and government uh, for for certain political propagandas. And you know what? Uh, this is the same old tool. 
uh, divide and conquer. Uh, this is the one that they 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 want us to fear each other, um, and and by 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 fearing each other, they divide us and they achieve their goal and they distract us from the real enemy. And Subhanallah, every time a white American um, he did act of terrorist, he always have a mental issue. Mm-hmm. But when when is a Muslim doing that? You no, know, it's a terrorist act. Everybody condemn. Everybody um, uh, trying to um, terrorize Islam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always the go to narrative, and you know it it creates that 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 hatred. It creates that um, that feeling of all people that are um, from an Islamic country or Muslim are terrorists. What in actuality, and I may be incorrect, you could probably correct me on this, doesn't Islam mean peace or unity? Like what, um, what is the definition or the meaning of the Muslim faith? Like what are the tenets of it? Yes, Islam, you're right. It mean peace. Um, and Muslim mean um, um, the one they believe in one God. We right. call anyone believe in one God a Muslim. They submit to God. Right. And these factions like Al-Qaeda or ISIS, do you consider them uh, as true uh, upholders of the Muslim faith? Or they, like what they say, extremists? Do they hold to the same ideas or tenets? Do you stand with them or stand against them? Those are um, uh, groups um, that they trying to use um, the, our religion uh, to promote for their own agenda. And this is not only in Islam, uh, but because the media focusing about that terrorist uh, groups you hear about ISIS on, and these uh, groups. But there is also the Christian um, uh, groups, which is KKK and, and, and others, um, uh, groups that um, they also extremists, but you don't see the same cover on them, uh, same on um, ISIS and other uh, extremist group. Um, and the people that they don't know that those people, they killing Muslims. Mm. Yeah. That's a very good point. It's a very good point, especially the point about the KKK, which is still alive and doing well. And even um, even Christian groups that are in that are glorified on TV, you know, the evangelicals and their agenda to make America white again, if I can use that term, and the policies that they put forth and the narrative that they create is extremist. But as you said, they don't get the same treatment um, that the others get as well. That's a, that's a really great insight. My, my other question that I had for you is this. Um, in the work that you do in social justice, and I believe this is how we met, uh, just being in the same circles, same spaces. I remember when you came, you joined us as we went down to the prison and we walked around and we saw, we were able to observe what life was like for an inmate and to speak up on their behalf. You find yourself uh, with the work of social justice in communities with Christians, Catholics, and Jews. 
Um, do you have to make adjustments to your faith? Are there um, any, you know, feelings of apprehension or reluctancy that you have to, you know, when you're in the room, particularly with the Jewish faith or the, or the Christian faith, like, is that frowned upon to work alongside with, with us? Or is it something that you see that we need to learn how to bridge these gaps to come together to fight for equality? Absolutely. Uh, we need to stand up beside each other, Jews, Christian, or any other human uh, beings who stand for what I uh, believe are um, universal um, definition of good. Like I know in Christianity, you guys have that in commitment uh, where it says, do not steal, do not kill, uh, have to be merciful to each other. Um, so these contains um, many of those universally agreed rights and uh, and and wrongs, um, and uh, um, as we discussed be, be before, um, that there are also those who will claim um, any faith or good purpose. Um, they are and they are working hard uh, to pl- to blame the actual victim uh, to cover the truth that they are actually the one uh, the ones spreading and committing evil, and we can see that uh, recently what what happened in Dallas when uh, we saw on the video uh, a white man beating uh, a black woman and how they how is the media trying to make uh, the guy as uh, a victim and you know deception is one of those who do even most powerful tools uh, so uh, yes so yes in today complex world yes we must stand together in my in my opinion to educate humanity ourselves our family our congregation uh, and oppose the simple idea of any entire group is evil or good. Tell me a little bit about when you're in the same space with other Christians. Well, I only can speak for myself. For me, no, I don't believe I have changed, but I definitely, I feel the pressure, um, which is like any groups, you know, they um, has been discriminated against. Um, I know I heard some of, some of the sisters in our community that they saying uh, they fear to go outside uh, while they're wearing hijab. Mm-hmm. Um, even myself, one time, um, verbally, I was attacked uh, by a white uh, American. Um, I don't know him. I'm just out of the store, and he attacked me verbally and started cussing on me and my religion, Prophet Muhammad. Uh, so it's, it's a little bit, I will say... Um, uh, it's, it, I worried about my kids um, when they go to school, especially that also in, in our masjid, uh, there is a white supremacy group uh, with uh, weapons and rifles. Uh, they came a couple of times protesting in front of um, the mosque where there is also school and kids. Um, and, and this has worried me. Oh, man, I apologize um, for <laughs> for that kind of foolish behavior. And, you know, parts of me, and like, I don't know who those individuals are, but I strongly believe that they were probably professing to be Christians. And it goes back to the prior conversation that, um, that we just had about 
these terrorist groups never get the Christian ones never get the the kind of media barrage that Muslim people get. Like you, you imagine if the tables were turned and a group of Muslims stood up in front of a church with armed uh, rifles, military rifles. I mean, it would be all oh, yeah. over, all over the media. It yeah. would never stop. But mm-hmm. when it happens to you and we're doing it, I mean, this is the first time, I mean, this, well, this is the first time hearing this from you. And I know it happens a lot, but it's never on the front of the Dallas Morning News or it's never on MSNBC or CNBC. But that kind of stuff happens all of the time. And it's, yeah. it's really unfortunate. And I'm thanking you that you're being so transparent um, with telling these stories because it's important for us to hear it and to know how we can um, better serve you. And which, uh, which leads me to this question, too, is has life changed for you or has it become different under Trump's administration versus Barack Obama's administration um, with all these white nationalists? And um, just it just seems like people are a little bit more hateful public or public with their hatred than prior. Do you feel like any changes have happened to you as a Muslima, your family, um, living in America? Well, this is the American Christian, why to Christian, basically, or specifically. Um, it being for, this has been for a decade, not when Trump come. This is before Trump and Obama. Um, and but but what I see the difference is that now that the people in the White House they are more vocal about their bigotry um, towards Muslims, Islam, Black people, um, minority, and and you can see in the news. I don't know if if you see like what happened this week. Um, there is uh, in Pennsylvania, in the state house, um, that there was a first Black Muslim woman ever to join the General Assembly. She was waiting um, with her family, her kids, the imam waiting to swear on. And for some reason, a white Christian uh, representative, uh, Stephanie, uh, she she did her prayer, which is um, anything but a Christian prayer. I don't know if you heard it. No, I haven't, but I, I do. I'm probably going to get an audio of it and include it in this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she was thanking Trump, thank God for Trump, thank God for standing beside Israel. I mean, I never, I've been in a lot of churches, never heard that prayer. Yeah, it's it, it's like, it, you know, it's it's sad because they feel like they have to overcompensate for their Christianity. And and it's so unfortunate because it was their Christianity that promoted slavery. You know, mm-hmm. the, the main tool that was used to continue slavery was the Bible. It was the scriptures that they read from every day. And it's almost like it's, they're using the same tool to promote segregation, to promote inequality, because the Bible constantly talks about justice, equality, and fairness. Same thing that I believe that the Quran talks about as well, that the Surah talks about as well, about freedom for the oppressed. 
And it's unfortunate that America has become this like bipolar nation in a sense mm-hmm. where it's like, it's only freedom for us and not for anybody else. And the truth is we can't get further until we actually start talking about white supremacy, white nationalism, mm-hmm. and, and how, it, how it just infects everything um, and other people, because if it's not white, it's not right. Or it's not from their perspective. And everybody has to assimilate to what they believe is true. It's also important to establish that we're not talking about all whites. We're just talking about the few that believe in nationalism, white nationalism and white pride and hide it behind their uh, Christianity that thinks it's okay to treat others in the manner that they do. So let's transition over to New Zealand. And we know that on the news that a mosque was attacked with some armed rifles by a white nationalist. And unfortunately, many lives were lost. Innocent lives were lost. Human beings, fathers, mm-hmm. mothers, um, you know, lost their lives by a senseless crime. New yeah. Zealand responded immediately by banning assault weapons. When you think about New Zealand and you think about America and the amount of shootings we had, um, how did that make you feel to know that that country did the right thing or did something, I should say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'll call this, this is a terrorist white supremacy. It's good to define it by a terrorist. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to, to be honest, um, that made me proud, seeing the people from different faith and background standing together for what's right versus what's wrong. Um, I mean, to take an action that quick, this is um, overwhelming the prayer, the solidarity that they show to the Muslims community. Um, it's really, um, it, it's really bring peace to our hearts. Yeah, I was I was moved by that too. That it only took one for them to make the right decision. We have been dealing with mass shootings over and over and over, and the only thing that America can say is our thoughts and prayers are with you. When we can yeah. actually we can actually make a difference, and this is supposed to be the free world, right? This is supposed to be the America that everybody wants to come. And it's supposed to be the leader in 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 uh you know in in policy, the leader in equality. But here we are, we can't figure out a simple solution, which means banning assault weapons from getting in the hands of individuals who perform terrorist attacks. Fadia. Yeah, I agree. What would you like to say, if you do have anything to say, to Americans? particularly Christians, about Islamic and Christian relations? Or how can we, and I'm talking about we as Christians, be Mm. better towards you, our neighbor? Mm. Uh, I think with with so much um, demonization of Islam, we need... We we do need the Christian help, and uh, especially their leaders... The, the one truly stand for righteousness. Um, 
and, and they do that by help educating their own congregation that Muslims believes are the closest of any religion um, to Christian beliefs. Um, in fact, in Islam, uh, the Christian and Jews um, hold a special place um, in, our, in, in our religion, uh, which we co- commanded to allow them to practice their religion. And, um, and subhanAllah, um, brother, if you, if you look um, to history, it was the Muslims when in power over Jerusalem gave safety, security, and freedom to Jews and Christian and truly brought peace to the Holy Land, not to the Netanyahu uh, Israeli land. Yeah, and I think that's so important that we need to begin to listen, begin to have conversations, and begin to actually get true history because right now we get a partial part of, uh, uh, in regards to what really happened and how it happens. Most Christians, most Americans obviously don't know what you just said. And I'm sure that they're probably going to go research that after they listen to this podcast. But I think this is the beginning of a wonderful walk that we can have with our Muslim brothers and sisters and letting them know that we believe in equality for all people because that's what, as a Christian pastor, that is what our Bible stresses, that all people should be free, that all people should have the right to live a happy, meaningful, and peaceful life, regardless of who they are, regardless if they are a woman, regardless if they are a child, they deserve the right to be free. And so I thank you so much for um, for joining me on this conversation. I thank you for opening our eyes. I thank you for being transparent and even making yourself vulnerable um, in certain spaces as you talk about your faith and your work in social justice. Is there anything, any other last words that you want to leave for uh, the listeners? Maybe some websites or some books or some things that you're doing that would help them understand better about the fight um, that you are doing for equality and for freedom? Well, our fight is against racism, um, all of us. Um, I think just the first thing to educate ourselves, to get um, to know about your neighbors. Uh, Like for me, I learned more when I came here about slavery and uh, black history even though that we have in Palestine, uh, we have uh, the black community, we were one soul. Uh, if, if, if somebody's hurt, everybody react. So I hope that we'll be here the same. Uh, maybe we can visit, you, you guys can visit American Muslim for Palestine or the BDS movement to learn more about uh, Christian, Palestinian Christian uh, and Muslims over there. Um, also about Islam. Um, it, it's, it's very important to get um, your information from the right um, resources. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Fadia, thank you so much for joining me on Raise Your Voice. Thank you for raising your voice. And my prayer, my hope is that we'll continue to work together, that we'll continue to build this bridge, and that we will continue to stand for those who cannot. Um, stand for themselves. Well, well, th- 
Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate that you, you, you give me the chance for people to listen to my voice um, and for speaking up and I mean to what you said to work together, inshallah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Representative Borowitz. Thank you, Speaker. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for this privilege, Lord, of letting me pray, God, that I, Jesus, am your ambassador here today, standing here representing you, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the great I am, the one who's coming back again, the one who came, died, and rose again on the third day. And I'm so privileged to stand here today. So thank you for this honor, Jesus. God, for those that came before us, like George Washington and Valley Forge and Abraham Lincoln, who sought after you in Gettysburg, Jesus, and the Founding Fathers in Independence Hall, Jesus, that sought after you and fasted and prayed for this nation to be founded on your principles and your words and your truths. God, forgive us. Jesus, we've lost sight of you. We've forgotten you, God, in our country. And we're asking you to forgive us, Jesus, that your promise and your word says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways, that you'll heal our land. Jesus, you are our only hope. God, I pray for our leader, Speaker Terzai, Leader Cutler, Governor Wolf, President Trump. Lord, thank you that he stands beside Israel unequivocally, Lord. Thank you that Jesus, that we're blessed because we stand by Israel and we ask for the peace of Jerusalem as your word says, God. We ask that we not be overcome by evil and that we overcome evil with good in this land once again. I claim all these things in the powerful, mighty name of Jesus, the one who, at, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, Jesus, that you are Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. On March 25th, Stephanie Borowicz decided to mask her white nationalism in the form of a prayer in front of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. In her prayer, you can hear her asking Jesus for forgiveness because the country has strayed. She felt motivated to do that prayer because the first female Muslim member of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives was there, Democratic Rep. Movita Johnson Harrell of Philadelphia. Borowicz decided to use Jesus as a weapon to religiously shame Rep. Harrell for being a Muslim. My question is this, why was she so motivated to lift and support Israel and Donald Trump in her prayer? Jews and a lot of Israelites don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. But when you are a white nationalist, it makes perfect sense. Number one, when you worship your country and your leaders, you will never be able to see fault in it or them. You will think that they are perfect. And you will justify every evil, heinous act as righteous. American nationalism promotes belief in a white Christian identity. And it leads to a racist agenda contrary to what is expressed in the sacred scriptures. And number two, when you live in America, you are told whom to hate. What you learn in school, what you see on TV, what you read in the news has a direct effect on how you think and what you believe about others and how you treat them. That kind of behavior is deep rooted in fear and prejudice. And make no mistake, there are terrorists. And they've been committing acts of violence for years. They love to strike when people are just trying to live and enjoy life. They can show up while you are worshiping, while you're watching a movie, 
enjoying a concert, or when you send your children to school. Not until we have a real conversation about race, hatred, and white supremacy, then we can look forward to hearing more prayers like Stephanie Borrowers.